You're listening to Strictly Anonymous on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous. Hey, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you want to follow Strictly Anonymous Podcast on Twitter, follow the show at Strictly Anonymous, me at Cartoon Therapy. If you haven't subscribed to my show, subscribe to my show wherever you listen to it. Uh, if you want to be on the show, this is a call and advice show where I give total strangers my unprofessional advice. Uh, you can be on the show. I'm always looking for people to call in. I like to talk to people who have interesting lives, secret lives. I love to help people with their problems. So if, like I said, you want some unprofessional advice, you could call in. It's like a good unprofessional therapy session. I talked to you for about an hour and I'll change your voice and change your name and nobody will know who you are. Not even me. So if you want to be on the show, either go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show or send me an email at strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, today I have on a guy named Jake, I right? Jake, yeah. <laughs> I have so many people calling in, I forget their names, because they're all fake names, right? Jake uh, is a guy who uh, called him because he had two things he wanted to talk about. One was the fact that he was like, probably he thought maybe a sex addict during his bad marriage, because he cheated on her a lot, and we talk all about that. He cheated on her with strippers and people at work and lots of married women um, off of Ashley Madison. This guy got a lot of, I mean, he was a married guy and he fucked a lot of married women. And I was kind of like, how did you do, like, what's your game? Like, he's got game or something. I don't know. Because this guy got a lot of tail while he was married. Then eventually they, uh, that ended. And his other thing was like, he's dating somebody now who he likes and, uh, he doesn't know if he could not cheat on her. It's kind of like uh, Pandora's box kind of thing. Does that make sense? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like now, once a cheater, always a cheater. I don't know because he's he li- really likes his girl, but he kind of still has that sort of desire to be with a variety of women because that's what he had for so long. And we discuss that. Uh, and that's the deal. I think he's like a lot of guys. Uh, I think he's like a lot of guys before he was married, after he got divorced, or not really, no, he's not like a lot of guys. Well, the the weird thing was <laughs> that he was like really monogamous for a really long time, and then once he sort of cheated, it's like he can't stop. So that's what we discuss. Um, so anyway, I think that's really it, right? I'm terrible at these intros. Uh, I don't know that anyone really listens to them. They would probably fast forward to the caller, but I'll be right back on with Jake. <laughs> Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous. Hey, Jake. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. I don't think I've ever had a Jake. I like that name. It's a good guy name. (laughs) Um, It's your anonymous name because you, I don't know, you have like two things going on because at first you were kind of like, like what I got from your email and all you told me was like, 
you were married, I think, to a stripper, right? Like that's you were married to a stripper for a while. I was not married to a stripper. Um, oh, you were cheating I, on your wife with a stripper. Yeah, the, there was a stripper involved. This is I'm just going to say was. the brief overview and then you're going to then I'm going to ask you specific information. OK, so you were married. You were cheating. Right. Yes. And a lot of people yes. thought and it started maybe it's that's what happened. It started with the stripper and then you just became like a crazy man whore. And people were like thought you were like a sex addict that led mm-hmm. to a divorce or whatever happened there. I'll find out whether that's what whether she caught you, how you got divorced. But eventually you got divorced. And now you happen to be with a woman who has a higher sex drive than you. So maybe you're no longer the quote unquote sex addict and she is. I don't know. I don't know what's going on there, but that's kind of like the gist of what you told me, right? Right. That's, that's the basics. Um, basically I, I was married for about six or seven years. Um, and that's when things started to fall apart for me with the marriage. Um, we weren't in the happy. beginning. Well, how long, when did it start falling that- apart? Like right away? No, after about the six or seven years. Oh, after um, six or seven years. Okay, cool. That's when things started to fall apart. Um, we we never seemed to have time for each other, and we were just arguing constantly. And it was about that time that uh, I became friends with a female coworker mm-hmm. um, who happened to be very hot, younger, sexy girl, and we we just became good friends. And mm-hmm. nothing nothing sexual ever happened. Right. Um, but I was accused of it many times. And well, maybe uh, so, be, from who? From your wife or from other people in the office? Uh, from from my wife and coworkers. Well, first well. of all, how did your wife know that you were like getting close to this girl? Like if you're at work, um, like when you go I home had... and tell her about this girl, like she's your friend and like you would be talking about a guy friend to her. Like, I mean, how did she I, know? I had told my wife about her. Mm-hmm. Um saying I've, I've become friends with this this woman and I, I think we should all hang out. It, it um, should be a good friend for us to, to hang out with sometime. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that was it. That was the beginning. And at first it was okay, but... Then, then she saw my, her. <laughs> then my, my co-workers started to talk about her, me and her. Mm-hmm. And so the story started to get back to my wife. Right. And so the arguments started from there. Uh, we were too friendly. Because you probably were on some level, right? Because why we, oh, would these absolutely. people be we, talking about it? You know what I mean, right? We, we were we were very friendly. We talked all the time, um, but my my thought was this is a woman that's um, probably ten years younger than me, maybe more, mm-hmm. um, and I've never really considered myself to be good looking, and she's gorgeous. And what would she want to do with me? Right. So I. I always just assumed that we were friends and that was it um and that's when the the arguing began um and to the point where we were in marriage counseling for this but Uh, obviously but listen you said like before you started getting close to this girl right i mean there were like problems between you and her that you probably should have been in marriage counseling anyway right it wasn't like because of the girl you went in and what do you think i mean because they say there's like a seven-year itch right but like Mm -hmm. what do you think it was like how old were you when you married your wife and how old were you six or seven years into it when things started to go you know downhill um, I, I got married uh, at 24. Yeah, that's super and, young. Yeah. Um, and then there, it was 31, yeah. 32, around that time that uh, this started to, to go down. 
Yeah, that kind of makes sense because like in your 20s, you're like 50 different people. And then when Mm -hmm. you're 30, you could be a completely different person you were than you were 24, right? And you Mm -hmm. might not get along or like have anything in common or like be on the same path, you know? Yeah, not not having anything in common, um, not being good friends first, I think, hurt us. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, listen, I think that sometimes... And listen, I think the base, like being friends is really important in a relationship because after a really long time, right, the sex isn't like, oh, my, as mind blowing as the beginning. But like if you have like a solid friendship between each other, right, that mm-hmm. you want to be with each other all the time because you like them genuinely, then everything else is like icing on the cake. Right. And you have it. Right. Um, but if you don't. And I think friendship could come in time if you're you know the longer you spend with somebody but if you you're not friends and you don't develop that after five or six years it's just like maybe there's just not a compatibility thing there you know if this is someone you wouldn't be friends with then how could you sort of be in a relationship with them right mm-hmm. uh, agreed yes. and that happens all the time by the way right because sex and all these other things that come into play you know and, uh, and a lot of times, a lot of people in their 20s get married, you know, and they're, they're just drinking a lot when, you know, and so they don't even really know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> then they get a little older and like, who are you? We don't even get along. But anyway, I don't know why I'm digressing. So, so you, you're at the point where you guys are marriage counseling, right? And yes. you're flirting with that girl. Nothing winds up happening with that girl at work, right? No. But no, then what we, eventually um... winds up happening? We, we um, were good friends, um, and we would hang out outside of work, like we were at the gym together. Um, you and the girl? Usually. Yes. And your wife knew about you going to the gym with her? Yeah, she wasn't happy about that. Yeah, of uh, course. <laughs> she wouldn't go to the gym with you? Uh, no, she was working. Oh, okay. So, so you would go when she's working. Okay. Um, and, and so it just it led to a lot of fighting. Um, on, on top of a relationship that wasn't that great to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and nothing ever happened with the two of us, with, with my, my work friends. Yeah. And I. Um, we just remained friends and, and that was it. Um, the counseling never seemed to help us. In fact, my, my ex-wife ended up telling off the counselor at, at one point. <laughs> um, Why? Because it wasn't working or just because she, of something she said? She she felt that the counselor was picking my side. Right. Okay. So, um, so not, not much really happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually I'm sleeping on the couch. I'm just not happy. Um, I, I don't look forward to going home at night at the end of my, my work day. I'm dreading going home. And it was at the point where I think the only reason we were staying together was because we had kids together. Mm-hmm. How many kids? Complicates things. Two yeah. Kids. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. I think it makes it a lot harder to leave because you're not thinking about yourself. You're thinking about like what it'll do to your children, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, my biggest fear was that I would, if I was to leave, I would be trading in. Uh, my kids' happiness for my happiness. Yeah, so totally. I, I think that that's I, what I just, most people think. Mm-hmm. I, I just thought I, I could uh, be miserable for the rest of my life and, and uh, stick with it. Some people do, because um, a lot of people yeah. do. That's yeah. the truth, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so fast forward some time. Yeah. And I'm I'm at work, and I'm sent out on the road, and I. My boss told me to, he asked me to uh, go take some, take care of some work um, on the road. 
and he said that he would do it. Um, but every time he, he goes out, it ends up costing his costing him money because there was a strip club right down the road and, oh. and there. <laughs> of where you were going, where he was sending you. So uh-huh. yeah, that's that's where he's sending me. So I thought, all right, if my boss is doing it, I can too. So right. I went, took care of business, and then I stopped in at the strip club for a year, and um, I I enjoyed the attention that I was getting from the dancers in there. Right. Um, they would talk with me for a while, and I, I just enjoyed it. Um, and not to mention, I mean, the lab dances were sexy as hell, but the, uh, the attention that I was getting from them was a big part of it. Mm-hmm. I think helping that that's my a lo- ego. Yeah, for sure. I think that that's, uh, I think first of all, they know that and that's why they, you know, and, and I think, uh, a lot of guys it's, it's about that as well, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so I, that became a habit of mine. What, going, like, on these trips for work and then going to strip clubs? Or did you just start, right. going, to start going to all kinds of strip clubs, even by where you lived? It it, um, it started out with uh, whenever I was going out on the road for work that mm-hmm. I, would, I would stop in. And, and then further down the road, I would just, I would start thinking about going to these strip clubs. And, and I would end up going on my own, on my own time. Right. Um, so it, it almost became like an addiction. That's, mm-hmm. I would start thinking about that and end up there. And nothing really ever happens with that until one day I was in there and uh, there's this beautiful dancer working. We started talking afterwards. We started talking about the gym and she has beautiful muscle definition. She was hot. Mm-hmm. Um, we end up going to get a lap dance and that's when she pulled my cock out. And I thought, this is different. I, I wasn't expecting that. Were you like um, in, in a back room or were you just like, we in front were, of we were just in, in a corner of the club. Mm-hmm. So where we could, we could be seen by anyone that walked by, but no one happened to be walking by at the time. Right. Okay. Um, and this, this dancer starts blowing me and then she fucked me right there in the oh club. Oh my God. <laughs> is and this like something that goes down a lot in strip clubs? I don't even know. This, this has never happened to me before. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, I, I was I was pretty shocked. I was incredibly turned on. It was pretty amazing. No condom, I'm assuming. Did she strap no, on a condom? No. no, I did not. Interesting. Um, it's yeah, it, and I freaked out about that afterwards. I can imagine. Well, because you got to think, how many other people does she fuck? I mean, she probably does. She fucks a lot of people with a condom. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. Uh, right. Uh, okay. So anyway, so she literally within the first five minutes of meeting you, she brings you in the back. Not even like in a back room. She takes your cock out, starts blowing you, and then fucks you in literally in right in the strip club in front of everybody, even though nobody's it, looking. Exactly. Okay. There's it's it's in a dark corner. No one's around, um, and, and then she's going to town on me. Um, and and that we we didn't end up finishing. Mm-hmm. The uh, the DJ ended up calling her name to the stage, and that was it. Oh my we did god. Not. <laughs> okay. Um, and, and I left there and, and I was one, I was incredibly turned on by it, but then again, I was, I was freaking out because I just fucked this stripper without a condom. Yeah. Who knows what I may have picked up. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and that's when I I started learning about anonymous testing sites. Right. You can find anything online. So I I got myself tested right after that and I, I was clean, thank God. But that, that sort of sparked something in me, um. Where what do you I, mean? Like, spark, oh, meaning spark like the whole like 
now you're going to go fuck other people thing. <laughs> exactly. Right. I, I was thinking about it all the time and I ended up, I, I ended up back at the strip club with a, a different dancer another time. But this time I, I had an idea of what went on the last time. So I, I thought maybe this is going to happen again. Yeah. And, and a different dancer invites me into the back room for money this time. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I go back there and I was so nervous that I couldn't even get hard. And that's, that's all that happened there. It was uh, kind of eye-opening for me, but. Um, How much you pay to go things, in the back there? I, I want to say it was like $200. Okay. And so you couldn't even get hard, but she was like down to do something. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. She, she, she was willing to, uh, to have sex for money. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's when I realized what was going on at that place. Um, but the nerves would get to me and, and I couldn't do anything about it. Um, but that led into me thinking about other women quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And I would, I would look on Craigslist and, and see all the ads over there, but I, I was too nervous that it would be like a, a setup operation and I would get arrested and my life would be over if something like that happened. Right. You were thinking um, a lot about it. You were more someone that would think things through and be like a little freaked out. I'd be a little bit more like that if I was a guy too. Like I think more into things, you know, I think mm-hmm. some people don't have that and they just like have the feeling that they go for it, you know, but mm-hmm. some people I think think things through a lot and so it stops them from doing things. I don't know which is, I don't know that it's right or wrong either way. It's just different kinds of brains, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I, I was, I was uh, too afraid to go, go forward with anything off of Craigslist. Just right. because I, I was afraid of, of something bad happening, getting arrested, anything like that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what I would be getting into. So instead of Craigslist, that's when I moved on to Ashley Madison. Right. And that's, that's a whole different uh, ball game there. Um, and started talking with a lot of women and ended up meeting up with several of them. Really? Now, do, were they all married people? And like on Ashley Madison, I don't know how it works. Like obviously no one has their pictures on there right away, right? Because you're not going to put your face shot, right? Like they how does it work usually... that you're not like afraid that, you know, you're going to meet up your with your friend's wife or something? I, you don't know. You know what I mean? Even in that situation. You, you don't know. Right. Um, there, there are pictures, but you can censor the pictures a bit. So you can't see faces, right? Um, but you can get a, a good image of, of the person's body and, and go forward from there. Then once you talk with them a bit, you can share your actual uncensored photos. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and so you went on there saying, and you were straight up like you're a married guy looking. What were you looking for? I, I didn't know. Um, and, and I put that on there. I, I don't know what I, what I want to do, but um, married guy and started talking with with married women at that point right and um were most, most of them, them in your most, area there I, I mean i would look for for women all over the state uh-huh but the ones that i would try to talk to were in my area okay cool and so and how was your fir- how, how did your first meeting go down i i was talking with two women and Turns out afterwards they knew each other. They had they had both uh, discussed their their Ashley Madison accounts and going on to Ashley Madison uh, prior to all of this happening. Hilarious. I and were they that. married? They were married. They were both married, unhappy with their marriages. Okay. Um, and so I, I had started talking with one woman, had a decent body, wasn't all that attractive, 
and then I started talking to a second woman, which she was she was gorgeous. Um, and I was making plans to meet up with the second woman when she said that I should meet the first woman first. So the go- the hot one tells you to meet the one with the nice body, but the busted face first. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so um, I didn't know what she was planning. I, I, she ended up telling me that, that they knew each other and she told me to take her out first. So okay. I ended up um, meeting the, the first woman. We ended up having a few drinks and went off to a hotel room and um, spent the afternoon together in the hotel fucking each other's brains out. And how great was it? And it, it was, the, the nerves went away pretty quick and it, it was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and afterwards, I was talking with the second woman and told her what was going on. And she was kind of horrified that we hooked up at, when we went out. Why? I mean, isn't that what um, it's all about? Ashley Madison? That's, that's she, she wanted me to, uh, to just take her out, have a few drinks, and that was it. First of all, what did, what was she, her mother? Like, I mean, what the hell did she have in this game? Like, what, what was I, going on? I don't understand. I, I, I don't, I didn't really understand it either. But she was a little bit uh, surprised mm-hmm. with what happened. But we ended up meeting up as well uh, a week or two down the road, and we hooked up as well. The first night, uh, the first time, the minute you met? We, she actually, she ended up, uh, she works right down the road from me. Yeah. So she, she stopped by my office one day when I was outside the building. She stopped in and we talked for a few minutes and then she was on her way to work. Um, and then when we met up the second time, we knew what we wanted and we went straight to the hotel room and hooked up. Okay. And how was that with her? It, amazing. And she, now the first one, did you like want to do repeats with her? Like, did you continue to see her or after that first time? I, it was I like did. one it, and it, done. It was, it was just one time with her. But the second chick, I would see her for off and on for several months to a year, I, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, we would meet up whenever we could. And it was totally like, uh, did she live close by to where you lived? She didn't live that close, but she worked real close to me. So oh, okay. she was in the area quite a bit. And so and where would all the sex take place? Like in it, hotels? It, it would start off at hotels and then it, it, it ended up in, well... We'd have car sex, and then I eventually love the car, she I was... love the cheating car sex. I don't know why I just do. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then she would show up to my office after hours, and, and we would hook up in my office when no one else was in the building. Mm-hmm. And was she, like, around your same age? She was. She was. And she was married and had some, like, would you guys, like... I mean, I'm assuming if you saw her for about a year, like you guys developed, like, a friendship too, right? And, like, you guys would do a lot of talking as well besides sex? We we, did, um, we would we would talk through emails um, so we wouldn't get caught, um, and I was very afraid of that. Um, but we we would talk, and when we would see each other, it, we didn't waste much time. We usually got into it pretty quick. Okay, and you just had sex, and then you guys would end it, and then go back a, a little while after. And now during right, this whole right. time, are you still going to therapy? Or is that done at this point? Um, that was done at that point. Okay. Um, and you're still and with your wife, though, right? I am. Still still married, still at home, miserable, sleeping on the couch. Right. And, like, let me ask you this. Considering things were so bad at home, um, after the first time, I'm assuming, I guess it would be the stripper, right? Like, did you feel any kind of, like, guilt? Like, oh, my God. Or were you, like, way past that because things were so bad with your wife at this point And you had tried I, everything and it had been so long. 
I, I did feel guilty. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I, I was so miserable yeah. that I, I just tried to push it out of my head. Right. And then the itch came back and then you went and did it again. And I'm sure like the guilt sort of went away the more you did it. Is that the, correct? Yes. Yeah. The, the guilt would, would slowly go away. I would still have it occasionally, but, mm-hmm. um, and it, it wasn't so much that I felt like I was cheating on my wife, but I, I felt like I was cheating on my kids, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, cause it's like you're, you're, you're a family, right? It's not just like your wife right. is and your kids. It's like you're a whole unit, right? So if you're like sort of straying, you're like the weak link, right? You're doing it almost to everyone, right? You could, someone right. could look at it that way. I think some people could not look at it that way, but that's the way you were looking at it. And I totally get that. Um, and this went on for, I don't know how long this went on, mm-hmm. uh, but the, the itch was always there. I was always thinking about it to the point where the, the woman from Ashley Madison wasn't enough. Right. You wanted, and, you needed somebody new. Was it more yes. about like, oh, now you want variety? It was like that kind of a thing? Since I, you're I having it, you I might wanted, as well. I just wanted, I just <laughs> more. wanted more. All right. Okay. Um, and it, it so happens that I was had been talking with um, a person online that I had known for years. And at some point she told me her, her address of her apartment and I ended up at her place and went straight to her bedroom. And that started another fling for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, and this whole time you, after the six or seven years of not being happy with your wife, you still stay with her for a couple of years. You're just cheating the whole time. I am. And you're sleeping on the couch the whole time. Yes. Interesting. I wonder, like, I don't know the end of the story about, like, why you guys to get divorced, but, like, do you find out she's cheating on you? Does she find out you're cheating on her? Like, I mean, does anyone, like, because, I mean, no one's having sex for all those years. Like, I mean, what do you think she was doing? I I don't know. I don't think she was cheating on me. Uh-huh. Um, but who knows? Right. Did um, she ever find she was, out you were? She ended up stumbling across an email or a text message from the, the latest woman that I was fooling around with. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it didn't really say much. Right. There was she, no she definitive proof. Like it wasn't definite no, what was written. No, right. it, okay. it wasn't. And, and, and she, she found it. She told me about it. And I, I just said that we had flirted online and, and that was about it. But let me ask um, you this. In all these years that you're sleeping on the couch and you and your wife have problems, you're not going to therapy anymore, but you're just sort of like coexisting in a house, obviously for the kids, whatever. But you guys aren't right. getting along. Are you guys having sex at all or zero? Uh, not much. What um, is not much? Maybe, like once or twice a month or like three times maybe, a year? Maybe um, twice a month, uh, once a month. Okay. It, once a month, once every two months. It mm-hmm. wasn't much. Right. Um, and, and this had gone on. This was going on before I was fooling around with other women. I would. I had, I had been denied sex so many times that I, I stopped trying. Right. Um, I just think I, to myself, just, like, how long do you think a guy could go without having sex? Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I had a girlfriend once that used it as an ultimatum. Well, well, there was two. One that used it as an ultimatum to get uh, a ring to be, and that didn't work, and it was the end of the relationship. And another girl who just stopped having sex. And the guy never cheated, and I think that's why she was, like, bold enough to do it. But I was kind of like, if you cheated, like, I, I don't think it would be your fault. You know what I mean? Even if you did. Because, like, 
if someone says like I'm just not having sex with you and you there is none at all what do you think a guy or a woman is supposed to do? And you, cause you guys mm-hmm. are super young. You know what I mean? She's like in her thirties, maybe cause she's a mom. I don't know. Like why, why wouldn't you think she was out? Look at all those girls you were fucking from Ashley Madison. They were kind of in her boat, right? She's like, you know, like them. She's in a marriage with a guy that she's not really happy with either. Right. He's sleeping on the couch. And how do you know she wasn't doing the same thing? Or, and if she was like, would you, wouldn't you understand kind of? I, I I think I would have understood. Um, I never I never saw anything that made me suspicious. Right. Mm-hmm. But maybe I'm just clueless. I don't know. Who knows? Right. Doesn't that doesn't but matter? I'm just saying you just that, never know, right? I mean, right. I, when there's the, my whole point is like when sex is completely taken out of a relationship, right? I think like the word cheating and affair, like all those things are, are very different than if like a couple is like everything's like really fucking great. And then the guy's like, you know, fucking people behind the back. Like it's a different story. You know, once it's the sex is taken out and people are sleeping in different places, it's kind of like you're not together. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like a like, I mean, you would have you were someone that was monogamous for a really long time. Right. Things had to get really really bad before you really things right things got bad to the point where i stopped trying because i i i had i had been shot down so many times Mm -hmm. that i i just didn't feel i feel that way anymore so i I stopped trying right um, to to be sexual with her Uh uh-huh um and then that's when i started Hooking up with all these other women, and the 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 need was growing and growing, and that, to the point where that's all I, I think about. Right, mm-hmm. and so you so far we were at the point where you had two women that you were fooling around with a lot, like the one hot girl from Ashley Madison. Then you met another one, and you were having sex a lot of sex with her too, right? Right. And now you said in the email that like a lot of your friends thought you were a sex addict, so obviously you were sharing this information with somebody. Right at, at this at this point, um, no one knew anything. Okay. Um, I, I I was keeping that to myself, and, and so no one knew it, it was it was the double life. Right. Um, but I that's when I, I started to get um, a, a bit sloppy covering my tracks, mm-hmm. and and um, hooked up with a, a, a lot more women. Um, so I, I. Where were you finding all the women? Was it strictly Ashley Madison? No, it, it wasn't. It, it was. It ended up uh, there was a uh, a former girlfriend of mine from high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had been talking, and we hooked up a few times. Uh, there was a coworker's wife that I talked to occasionally. And how did you meet her? Uh, like at a co- um, like, and you were friends with your coworker. I we, we weren't close friends by any means, but um, how did you meet his work, wife? Um, I don't know if I believe it was somebody's wedding. Okay. That we were all invited to, and I, I had met her before, um, but it was, it was one of those nights that we're, we're all hanging out drinking. I, I think it was a wedding, and um, we were very flirty towards each other. Right. And, and that continued um, into Facebook messaging and to the point where— Who was I, the I first person that reached out in that situation? I don't remember. In the Facebook I, ad? like I, I don't know. Interesting. Okay. I, I, I think we, we would just start talking um, and, and become more and more flirty with each other. And, right. And so you eventually had sex with her, too? I did. Okay. Um, 
there was another uh, co-worker that I, I hooked up with down the road, and uh, rumors began flying about us because they saw us hanging out, talking together. And Right. People um, talk. Even that girl probably they, told someone. They, uh, yeah. Who knows? And the co-workers would see us, and the rumors would start flying. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the final one, which was when I, I started to realize that I had to do something with my life. Um, I was at a bar one night with some friends and mm-hmm. there were some friends of theirs that were together as well. And one of them happened to be a beautiful woman who was in town for a weekend. Um, and eventually we, we started talking, me and her, and I don't know how the conversation started, but we both realized that we were both miserable in our marriages. Right. And she texted me later that night and asked if I wanted to hook up with her. And she was very open about that. Um, she was staying with with uh, a mutual friend. So I ended up showing up at the mutual friend's house to pick her up. Um, we drive off, hook up, and I drop her off. And, and that's when people really started talking about me. Everyone knew about that. They knew that that she had left the friend's house. They saw my truck out there. Right. And, oh, gosh. So that's that's when things really went down. Right. Let me ask you this. Like, what was your move? I mean, are you like, on a scale of one to ten, what are you? Are you like a super hot guy that you're getting all these girls? Or like, or I, did you just have good game where you're like, you just start talking about your miserable marriage and then you, you like miserable married women start flocking to you? Like, how are you getting all these chicks? I've, I've never thought that I've was really attractive. <laughs> right. Um, I, I, what would you rate your you, scale on? What would you I, rate yourself on a one to 10? I, I don't, I don't know, but I knew you were going to ask this question. Uh-huh. So I, I asked the, uh, the, the former girlfriend from high school yeah. the other day, I texted her. I said, what would you rate me at? Yeah. And she said I was an eight. Okay. That's um, good. An eight and, is like and, more than, I think a seven is average. So an eight is good looking. But she she did tell me that uh, I lost some points because I was too flirty with women. No, I would was... say you gained some points. <laughs> <laughs> you gained a lot of. I mean, that's probably how you get the girls. I mean, you get a lot. Like you fucked a lot of girls, and you were married. A lot of girls won't fuck a married guy. You know what I mean? That's a big turnoff to a lot of girls. Like I, I don't know that. But I mean, these were all miserable married women, right? Like most of them were married, right? And they were unhappy. Right. So, right. you know, maybe you just knew how to sniff out the women that were like most likely to say, yeah, but I, I don't think I think that flirty thing that she said was a turn off to her was like probably the thing that was a turn on to all these other women. I don't know what it is. <laughs> right. Because, I mean, you got you scored a lot, like I said, for being a married man, like a lot of women wouldn't fuck a married guy, right? Like, because they yeah, want a relationship, it, it, you know? It was happening a lot, and it was spinning out of control at this point. Yeah, you were kind of, like, lucky if you're looking to cheat, because you were getting a lot of action. At, at, at this point, I I realized, and, and this was talking with uh, a few friends that, that knew what was going on. They, yeah. they had heard the rumors. They knew of the uh, that chick going out with me that night, yeah. leaving her friend's house and, and things like that. And, and uh, a good friend of mine who had actually gone through a divorce um, a year or two prior, he, he said, you have to uh, 
realize how, how unhappy you are in your marriage and you have to move forward with that because I know what's going on with you and, and you're not happy in marriage um, and, and something has to be done. And, and that, that really hit home with me. Right. Like you were using all these women because listen, that, that's what an addiction is, right? It's really something that you use to avoid something that you're trying not to face, right? Like some mm-hmm. sort of unpleasantness in your life, like really bad, something bad, you know, whatever that is. And for you, it was definitely the fact that your marriage was dead and you probably needed to do something about it. But you, you know, people fear change, you know, change, drastic change, like getting a divorce is hardcore, right? So I think the alternative, which is fucking denial, is always, you know, people's go-to. And how do you deny something that's like so, so much a part of your life, right? Like this is Mm -hmm. every day you walk into the house, you're just reminded about this big thing that you're not dealing with, right? You check out, right? And you checked out with other women. That's what you were doing. And your friend was completely right. He was, um. And what was cool was that, like, you know, listen, a lot of times people will tell people these kind of things when they're in the middle of that. And they'll be like, you don't know what you're talking about. Like, I just love chicks and I'm getting laid enough. You know, they could. But the fact that it rang true for you meant that you were ready to make your change or whatever. You know what I mean? Because it was like the light bulb went off for you as well. Like I said, a lot of times people say that to people and it doesn't matter, you know, but you believed him. I, I did. Um, it was at this point in my life that I was actually going to a therapist on my own. Uh-huh. Uh, but I hadn't been completely honest with the therapist. Mm-hmm. So I didn't tell her about um, all the cheating that I had been doing. Oh, well. Uh, all right. <laughs> did you tell her about any of the cheating you were doing? I, it was it was after uh, my friend told me that I, I had to start evaluating my life that and, and to be honest with my therapist that I, I told her about it yeah um, okay and and so that's that's what the therapist says well you are very unhappy uh, I, I think you need to have a discussion with your wife you don't have to admit to the cheating if you don't want to right but you have to tell her that you are not happy and, and that something has to change and that's that's exactly what I did and that was the end of it right there when you told her you weren't happy, did you tell her you were cheating? I did not. Okay, good. There's no need for uh, that. I mean, it's just hurtful. You know what I mean? I, I, it's mm-hmm. like, and it because it's not really the problem. It's like a symptom of the problem, right? So, like, what would that do for this this the situation? Nothing. You know, it would just make for a messier divorce, more bitter feelings between the two of you, right? And if you're going to separate, it's best to do it in a the cleanest way possible because you want to stay sort of friends, right? Because you have kids together. So there would be no reason to have to go into that. I mean, because like I said, the problem wasn't that you were cheating. The problem was that you guys were in a dead end relationship. Exactly. Um, And I I didn't know if I was going to tell her about the cheating, Mm -hmm. but I I wanted to tell her that I was unhappy um, and, and see what happened at that point. Yeah. And did she say, um, so, oh, my God, I'm unhappy, too? Or did she say, like, what the fuck? Like, was she surprised? No, uh, she, she told me to get out. <laughs> <laughs> she said, you're unhappy, then leave. So <laughs> that's what happened. See ya. Okay. So you uh, did? I, I did. Um, I, I went at my own place. 
And 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 that's when the uh, the, the crazy women started in my life. Oh, interesting. <laughs> it's why did you there, go back to the strip club? I I didn't go back to the strip club. Um, I, at this point, I, I have my my own freedom, and I, I can do what I want. Yeah. Um, so there's there's a, uh, a a picture that's that I've seen on uh, online several times, and um, basically it says dating in your 40s is like going to the dump and picking out the least disgusting, uh, <laughs> least damaged objects that you can. Oh my god! And it's uh, <laughs> and it's, it's I've true. never seen it's, that. Yeah. Oh, it's it's a good one. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I so at this point, sites. by the time you got divorced, right? Because you started cheating. I mean, you guys were like, I'm just doing the timeline here, right? You're like in your 30s, mid 30s, beginning, like early 30s when you start cheating. So you were stayed in that marriage and cheated for many, many years. I. Right. I, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm guessing probably four or five years. Right. That, uh, you were doing that. Okay. Right. So by the time you get divorced, you're in your forties. Now, did you have any leftovers from like, you know, the women that you were dating, like fucking with, like fucking. There's there's two that keep, that keep popping back into my life. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I have hooked up with one of them a few times since then. This woman is, is just happy to be single. She doesn't want to be dating anyone, but she loves to fuck. Right. Um, so there, there was a few times where I, I ended up over at her place, um, and 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 then other than that, there's been a lot of online dating, um, and, and one of the things that I, I I would go online and I would start reading these profiles that women would set up, and, and the things they would say would be things like, um, if if you're going to ask me out, please have a job, please have your own car, things like this. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was shocked. I, so I, I have two jobs. I have a, a brand new car and I own a house. Right. And so you so felt like you were, you could things, go, you were doing good. Things moved forward for me pretty, pretty easily from there, but there's a lot of, a lot of crazy women on there as well. Well, what was the age range that you were looking at? I believe they were mostly in their thirties. So um, then, right? Okay. So then, that that whole thing that you were saying, dating in your forties, I think that they mean like you're looking at people your own age. Because, like, why is it? Or you think that even when you're dating in your forties, even if you're dating the younger people, you're still getting like the garbage? <laughs> <laughs> kind of. I mean, um, most of the women were, I, I'd say, mid thirties. Uh, there was there was one that was a bit younger. Mm-hmm. Um, one was in her forties, but um, there was one woman that she didn't. She had her car, a car, but she did not have her own place to live. She was sleeping on her boss's couch. Oh my god, hilarious! Um, was she hot? Uh, not particularly, no. Okay, now what? Uh, when we, you, by the time you're on this dating app and you're single, are you still just looking to get laid, or now you're looking for like a new woman in your life? Sometimes I was just looking to get laid. Sometimes I was looking for a woman. Um, but then I, I would meet these women and, and they were, would uh, be looking to move a whole lot faster as far as a relationship goes than yeah. I was comfortable with. Um, there was two of them that, that were talking marriage after dating for a, a month or two. And right. That yeah, just, that's a little nuts. Yeah, no, it's, it was too much for me. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I, I dated a, a couple women that had asked me about my past and I was honest with them, which ended up being a mistake. Honest in <sighs> what? That you said you were in a bad marriage and you cheated? Yes, I, right. I told them about that. And, and then one was accusing me of cheating quite a bit after that. Mm-hmm. And were the you? other one, was I cheating? No. Right, okay. Um, the other one, I, I told her about the cheating and... I, I definitely changed in her eyes at that point, and it, it wasn't long after that she ended up breaking up with me. Right. So now moving forward, I don't even know how I should respond if I'm asked about my past. Well, why would you tell a girl? I don't think the fact that you cheated on your wife and the bad. I don't think you need. I don't think you need to keep that in the story. I really don't. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's, that's. TMI, too much information. I think maybe, listen, after somebody really knows you and you're with someone, maybe uh, you're in a new relationship now, right? I am. I mean, I don't know if we want to skip to that or, I mean, you, so, or just basic, I mean, or do we want to talk about the crazy girl phase you went into? Or, I mean, how long did the crazy girl phase last? Uh, it's, it was, it was different women. I, I mean, one of them broke into my house. <laughs> <laughs> what was she looking for? Like, did she think you were like cheating on her and she was looking for proof? Was, did she want money? Like, was she yes, a crackhead? Exactly. She, <laughs> like, what was her deal? She, she was, she was looking for proof that I was cheating on her. Right. And there, there was nothing there. There was nothing to be found. Well, is this but, one that you said you cheated on your wife with? I, I did. Yeah. I, I told her about my past. Uh-huh. Um, and then at, at that point she assumed that I was cheating on her as well. Right. So okay. I, I actually caught her in my house one night was when I was driving home from work. Oh my God. How scary and is that? The, uh, driving up to the house and seeing the lights on inside. Wait a minute. I didn't leave those lights on. And, and, then and I saw like, her did she car. try to hide or was she just like, yeah, I'm here. Like, what, like what was her deal? Like, like, did she, this, like how crazy this, was she? Like, was she like horrified that you caught her? Or was she like, you know, so crazy that she was like, ent- felt like she was entitled to be there? This, this was, um, we had had several arguments. We had argued quite a bit. And I had eventually told her that if we're arguing like this, I don't think we should be moving forward in the relationship. And it was, I don't know, a day or two later that I caught her in my house. And that's when I realized how crazy she was. Mm-hmm. And and to the point where she was calling me quite often. She would call me at work. She was writing me letters, sending me emails. And I just wanted to walk away from her. I didn't want to have any part, part of that. Right. Uh, took about, I'd say, a good 10 months before she finally left me alone. Yeah, that's a little scary. That That was. Yeah, because that's the kind of person that you see like on Dateline that could like snap like a crazy person that just can't let go of something like that. You know, 10 Mm -hmm. months is a long time to like not be able to let go of someone that doesn't want you. I mean, was it that she was just chasing after you and you were saying no or were you being like, were you totally fucked up and like you were still seeing her and hanging out with her and like. No, I I wanted I wanted nothing to do with her. Right. That's what I was thinking. You you want nothing to do with it. And this bitch keeps coming back after 10 months. Like, yeah, that's scary. It's a little scary. You got to watch out for people like that. Usually if, if she would call or text, I would ignore them. But. There were a few times where we did talk, and, and I had told her that I don't want to have anything to do with her. Yeah. She, she didn't want to accept that. Yeah, that's the that's crazy. That's scary crazy. 
You know? It is. Yeah. It is not a not a good comfortable feeling. No, and I tell every I really believe that like there's like that crazy that somebody like that like those are the people. There's men and women like that out there. And those are the ones that you see uh, on TV, like on Dateline episodes that like could be the type of person that would actually like kill somebody, you know, like a jilted mm-hmm. lover person, you know. Yep. So I, I just <laughs> I, I just never understand why when I see these Dateline episodes, like there are people that are like with somebody like that. Right. But they don't like leave like they don't do what you do and just like not feed any of the fire. Right. Like and they just mm-hmm. so it goes out. Right. They like just get into the drama and they do business with this person. And then they eventually like kill them and it's just like i mean what did you think like a crazy people are like stay the fuck away you know mm-hmm. like seriously like that kind of shit you know it's, it's like not a good thing so anyway you no, got out of all. that and then did you eventually meet this girl that you're with now i did uh, I, I started dating this woman uh oh. did you tell her about the cheating right off the bat I, I know I, I've never told her about that. See, she do you hasn't see that? Asked. <laughs> isn't it? Isn't that funny? <laughs> I she, mean, she hasn't asked, and I haven't haven't said anything about it. Yeah, why? Well, don't um, tell her. It, but I, I I'm afraid that if she does ask me, and I lie about it, that she may find out from someone else down the road. That's my my fear. Right. Mm-hmm. How long have you been dating her for? Uh, I'd say six months now. And now, is this the first girl since you, you know, got divorced that you actually really like? I, yes. Um, I, I really like her. Uh, the, the sex drive on her is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, where she's initiating more than I am. Right. Um, I mean, every time we see each other, we, we end up banging. And, and it's, it's not something that I'm used to. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But you like it, I'm but, sure. Uh, absolutely, it's it's amazing. Um, but at the same time, I still have these thoughts in my head about hooking up with other women. The the, the itch is still there, and, and that kind of scares me. Oh, that's interesting. You feel uh, like I, once you broke that monogamous sort of streak, like you can't get out of it. <laughs> I I don't know. It's um, but I. I and there's there's a, a few of the women that from my past that keep popping up. Mm-hmm. And and um, have you cheated on her? I have not. Right. I, I haven't cheated on her, but I, I know there's there's one woman that the regulars that I was seeing for a while. She told me that her door is always open for me. That gets my head wandering real quick. Right. That's interesting. I mean, do you feel like you could ever be monogamous again? I, I'm trying. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I really don't want to be a dirtbag. See, those um, are I, such I um, trying. I don't want to be. Those are such like uh, weak words, right? Like you know, yeah, you have to be definite. Like, yeah, it's really hard, but I would never cheat her. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're not at that mm-hmm. place, so it is a little. It's very likely that you will wind up doing it because you're not sort of convinced of yourself really like you don't even trust yourself because if you listen to the words that you use it's kind of like i'm trying i I don't trust myself you're absolutely right yeah you definitely don't um and it's probably because you're conflicted right because you know maybe it's not listen maybe it's not time for you to be 
uh, in a serious relationship yet. You know, maybe you need a couple more years of getting all the sort of variety out of your system. I don't know, you know, mm-hmm. maybe, I mean, you listen to my podcast, maybe you could wind up being in a relationship like these other people. Like maybe, you know, you, this girl with a really high sex drive somehow would eventually, if you stay with her, be open to other people. I don't know. It's like, now that I do my show and I talk to all these people and there's so many of them that are having like open relationships and doing all these things, like you just, you know, how old is the girl that you're with now? The six, the girl you were the six months. She's 36. Right. You just don't know. I don't know. What do you think? I, I don't think she would be interested in that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, she's, she's told me that um, she thinks that watching porn is cheating. Which, oh, if, good. if that's her feeling, oh, what well, you I, wait, she wait. Her already? Oh, forget this girl. Watching porn <laughs> is cheating. But we we really get along well, though. That's the that's the thing. Uh, other than I well, mean, listen. I mean, are you prepared to like live? As, uh, yeah, you've only been with her six months, okay? And mm-hmm. in what sense? Like when you say you get along with her well, what do you what do you mean by that? Like, is it because I know you have really amazing sex with her, right? We we do. Uh, it's it, some of the, the best sex that I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on top of that, we've become awesome friends. Right. So you have uh, that, we, which is very we important. Can, we can we can hang out together and laugh the whole time and and just get along and click real well. Right. So you really like her company. She which, likes yours. You have great which sex. Is, which is something that I, I haven't had with many women. Mm-hmm. So that's a big so deal. Do you still see your therapist? I haven't. Um, and and I've been thinking about going back. I don't know if I'd be going back to the same therapist or not. Um, Why wouldn't you just go back to that therapist? Did you think she was good, the last one? Was it a she or a he? It, it was a she. Mm-hmm. Um, and And... First of all, she was very attractive, which which was oh god, I just taped. I think I just aired one. I was gonna say I just taped it. I think I just I aired it already. uh, The one where the guy's like about to fuck his therapist. (laughs) I did hear that. Yeah, it 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 made me laugh. Um, She was very attractive, but she never showed any interest like uh, that guy was seeing. Right, right, right. Okay. Um, Is that why you might not want to go back to her? That's that was part of it. Uh, the other thing that I'm, I've been doing some research on, um, I am undiagnosed ADD. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I know I have it, but my doctors have never wanted to give me that label. They did not want me to be medicated for it. They yeah. said, you're getting along just fine. And I don't think you need medication, so you don't need that label. Uh, but the, the things that I've been learning about it, I, I know I have it. And there's there's a lot that goes along with it, which I think I, I need to learn more about and how to deal with it better. So I, mm-hmm. I, I'm hoping to find a therapist that uh, kind of that, specializes that deals... in that. Exactly. OK. Um, but I, and one of the things that I just learned recently was the, the sex addiction that goes along with ADD. Right. Um, that's quite common. And people had had asked me if I was addicted to sex in the past. And so that's. That's been sticking in my mind. Right. How were you before, like, that stripper fucked you? Because it seems like at, at that point after, like, you know, you were doing it with your wife. And then, you know, when things were really super bad, it was something like, do you feel like you have addictive personality even before that with other things as well? 
I, I never really thought that before other than I probably have an addiction to porn. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, and I first found porn when I was, I think in the third or fourth grade and I've been looking at it ever since. Right. And it's so um, accessible now. And so you think you're kind of addicted to it. Why, why can you get like lost in it for hours? I, it's, I mean, I, I don't, I've tried to, uh, to, to quit porn in the past, mm-hmm. but I, I can't go more than a week without looking at it. Right. So, and, so it's hard to be moderate because like yes. why quit, right? Like why not just maybe not look at it so much, right? It doesn't have to be every day. You could say you could do it a couple times a week or like, and if you do it, like, I mean, you know, cause there's nothing wrong with it. Right. Unless it becomes mm-hmm. something that's like totally consuming your time. Right. It's, it hasn't been totally consuming my time, but it's, it's definitely there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, why do you it's, think it's, it's a problem? I I think it's it's a problem because I've never been able to get away from it. Mm-hmm. It's I, I know like um, drinking hasn't really been an issue for me. Um, I I can go a couple weeks without having a drink. It's it's not a problem. I once um, heard. Let me just tell you this though. I once heard somebody say something, and and it really stuck with me. And what she said was, "What you resist persists," you know. So maybe if you stopped looking at porn as something that you have to resist, as something that you have to not do, and just uh, uh, kind of forget about it and be okay with it, like maybe over time you'll realize that it's okay or that you can walk away with it. But when you make it such a big thing and you're like, maybe it's like you're just, you're like, thinking about not doing it makes you want to do it more, right? Because like you're just so stuck in your head about it. Whereas if maybe you mm-hmm. let go of it for a little while and just see where it goes and stop resisting it, maybe it will become more moderate, right? Because sometimes like what they say when you resist, it persists that it only gets more because you're trying not to do it and then you want to do it more. You know what I mean? And that could happen and that's like human nature shit. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. uh, So... I don't know. I don't know how you look at porn. I know some sex addicts. I know one that would be, and he would be like sexting me and trying to get me to engage. And like, I would sometimes go back and look at like the texting and see that this guy was like in the midst of like trying to jerk off and have porn and like, you know, for hours and hours and hours. You know what I mean? Like four hours I'm talking about. I'm not talking Mm. about like a 30 minute jerk off session to a thing. I mean, you know, so I don't know what to what extent you're using porn in your life, but maybe it's not that big of a deal. I mean, for, you know, and the girl that you're with is not going to help you resist because she's flat out tells you that if you look at porn, you're cheating, which is, I mean, that's not true. I don't think so. I wouldn't think so, but that's how she, how she feels. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a problem because you like porn. <laughs> <laughs> and you like other women yep. and you're going to yeah. be cheating on her soon in six months i'm sorry but <laughs> unless you get your this is what i need to tell you if you don't want to cheat on her and you want to make this relationship work is that what you want what do you want what do you think you really want right now that's that's what i really want because you really I, like I, her right i mean you come from a, a history of where you you like this girl has the stuff that you didn't have in your first marriage right and maybe now you're in your 40s you're looking for that companionship and to be with one person you've had a lot of women right since your divorce 
Right. But you're still stuck in this pattern of something that you were doing for a while and now you can't get that sort of itch away. But So I think you really need to be back in therapy. You could be with somebody that focuses on ADHD. That would be really good. But you have to be very honest with them about your relationship and dis- and, and bring that into play so you don't sabotage this relationship. Okay. You know what I mean? You don't want to mm-hmm. sabotage this if you really like her. Um, I don't... I don't necessarily think that porn is a big deal. I don't think that porn is cheating. I wish that girl was my friend because I, I remember once I had this friend and she found like dirty magazines. This is like I'm in my 40s, late 40s. So like when my friend found porn in her guy's place, there was no porn on the internet. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. she found like porn under his bed and she was like horrified. Like she came to me like, oh my God, he's like jerking off to other women. And I was like, I don't see what the problem is. Like, that's just like normal. You know what I mean? But I grew Mm. up with brothers and I don't know, like you just, that's how guys are. I don't, I think that girl needs to, I I don't think she's right. I I don't think it's cheating. And I think if you, I mean, when was the lot, like, was she ever married before or like been in a long-term relationship? What's her history? She was, she was married. um, And what happened there? Do you know? uh, She's told me that uh, her, her uh, ex-husbands cheated on her quite a bit. How many yes. husbands have she had? She had she, uh, <laughs> just one husband. But oh, I thought was, you said husbands. That, that it was just that he was cheating on her, and this is where it really gets scary. Um, she says that he was cheating on her with strippers, and I don't know how much how, how involved the, the the ex-husband was with the strippers, or if he was just going to a strip club and, mm-hmm. and she considered that uh, cheating. But she told me that. Uh, that that was an issue and and uh, porn has been an issue with uh, people that she's dated as well. Well, I mean, did you ever at like, did you ever ask her more questions about that? Like, what does that mean? Like, was porn an issue because they couldn't get out of porn and they wanted her to be like more like the people in porn? Because listen, anyone that's doing it too much and then expects that from the you know or is doing it more than they're having sex and being a part of the relationship there. It act, it could definitely affect a relationship or is she just have some sort of weird hang up with sex, you know? And so she looks at any kind of porn as a thing. Like, I don't know. I'd have to talk to her more because there might be something going on with her, you know, that's a little bit odd when it comes to that kind of stuff. She has a a bad self image of herself, right? So she picks us. So yeah, you're you're gonna cheat on her too. That she smelled she she smelled you from a mile <laughs> away. That's what she likes, not what she likes. It's like, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's uh, I sound so terrible, but like I, I was I was the same way. I totally understand it. It's like you know she she plays out the same story, right? It's what she's doing. She doesn't like porn. She thinks it's cheating. She doesn't want a guy to cheat, and then. All she does is keep meeting guys. I mean, look, she met a guy that loves porn and, you know, has the itch to cheat. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. that would be you. <laughs> and I don't know because of, like I said, like, I don't know. I like the words that you use and the things. I don't know that you're in the place yet where you can really maybe make this really work long term. But if you want to be in that place and you really, you know, you really need some help because it doesn't seem like, like you even said, you don't trust yourself. So Mm. you need help if you want to make it work with this one. I just don't know if it's workable with this one. Only because I think she might be a little dysfunctional herself and in a Mm. way that I don't know. 
I don't know. I don't know. I'm curious to see how this plays out. You know, you've heard me make predictions before, right? Can I make a prediction here? <laughs> Do you mind? Absolutely. I predict in six months this relationship doesn't exist. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know because I don't know. I don't know that like... I don't know. And I love being wrong. Okay. Like, mm -hmm. like, honestly, I could be completely wrong in this, but I don't know that like what she puts on somebody with like, is she, cause you don't even know if like the cheating at strippers was that he was just going to strip clubs or he was cheating. Like, but I get, listen, I mm -hmm. get that if a woman doesn't want a guy going to strip clubs and he keeps going like, that's a problem. You know what I mean? And I could mm -hmm. see why some woman wouldn't want that. You know what I mean? For sure. But was, mm -hmm. you know, and then it, the, the porn was a problem in all her relationships. And is it like a problem because these guys were like porn addicts or they just looked at porn, you know? So I think she's a little unstable and may like be always looking. And she probably, if she has low self-image and she had relationships where people cheated on her, she's going to have major trust issues and those are going to come out. And that mm -hmm. kind of stuff is is could ruin a relationship you know mm -hmm. um the high sex drive always comes into play with a girl like that because what they're doing is like it's like that's their calling card right it's like what she feels she's worth and that's how she's going to keep a guy right from cheating on her so once that sex becomes regular or monday because how long could she be the best sex ever like you can't sustain it six months mm -hmm. yeah two years no so what happens after that, that's when her freak, freak flag flies and you start to see all her insecurities and the, I don't know, that's just my prediction. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that that you would, uh, it would be okay, but I don't know that you're ready to be really with one person. And if you are, this won't work and you'll meet somebody else. That's my prediction. <laughs> <laughs> somebody else a little bit more... I would say uh, suitable for you. Mm -hmm. Even though she's like really great, do you think? Mm -hmm. Does what I say make any sense to you? Or you're like, it, it does. I, it's not something I want to hear, but it yeah. makes sense. <laughs> yeah, you know, who knows? But I think, listen, but I think if you want to make it work and you want to quit porn because you feel like there's a problem and you really like this girl and you, you know, just get yourself a good therapist ASAP. So that okay. you don't sabotage it, you know, and then when you're talking to her, does she see a therapist? Like, make sure she gets in therapy, too, because like, it, she, does she? She does not see a therapist. Um, and <laughs> I, I was listening to one of your uh, previous podcasts the other day and, and I started laughing. Uh, Why? The, it was the, the guy with the, the uh, bra fetish. Yeah. And you were talking about his, I don't know if it was wife or girlfriend, but, but you had, had mentioned um, that. Uh, she needs to get into uh, see a therapist as well, and uh, she should probably uh, get to the gym, and so she could feel better about herself. Yeah. And I'm listening to this, and I'm yeah. thinking, have you ever spoke with another woman before? How how do you suggest to your <laughs> wife that you need to go to a shrink and you got to go to the gym well, to lose weight? Well, I'm sorry if your that. wife. Listen, I remember that fucking girl. Okay, if your wife and I would say that to my friend. Okay, I'm just one of those people that I I would I don't I don't feel bad telling the truth to somebody. Like if you're anybody in your life is fucking complaining all the time about being out of shape that 
it stops them from doing everything in their life. You have absolutely every right to tell that person to go to the fucking gym or do something about it because like there's the difference between problem solvers and problem havers. I can't stand problem havers. And I think when you really care about somebody, you will try to help them solve their problems. So if somebody doesn't feel good about themselves, right? And they're, mm-hmm. it's this constant thing and it's getting in the way of really bad things like to really I think it's very helpful to try to be the person to tell to hold the mirror up in front of somebody and say go to the gym even though I think most people wouldn't do that because they see think it's really harsh but I personally think that's the kindest thing you could do to somebody at at that point listen not somebody that's happy with their weight not somebody that complained once not someone that's slightly overweight that never said a fucking thing but somebody that's constantly complaining about it it's getting in the way of all these things they can't so they're not like it's really de- they're probably depressed because they don't look good. like you would be doing them a favor. My sister recently like got back on it with her figure and her weight and everything, not because anyone said anything, just because she did. And I can't tell you how she's a new person, because a lot of times people that don't look good when they don't look good and they've lost, you know, they don't feel good about themselves and it, it, it changes their their whole life so that that person would be much happier if they were fine and sometimes somebody just needs for somebody to really tell them what they already know and that's what I was saying in that situation so your girl how do you tell her she needs to go to a therapist Yes. Well, you know, listen, she talks about all when you'll say like when she brings up things, you have to get in more conversation. Like right now you're six months in, you know, after eight months and you start to like the more you talk to her anytime she brings up stuff. If you see old baggage, I don't know. You should be like, does she know you go? If you start going to therapist, you should be honest about it and be like, have you ever been in therapy? Like, do you go like, you know, I don't know. I don't Mm -hmm. think it's a big deal. Mm -hmm. Not like you need therapy or fucked up but kind of like I'm going like, did have you ever gone? Like, would you consider going, you know? Mm-hmm. That's but you, definitely uh, a lot to think about. That's yeah. You'll see. I mean, right now things are really great with her, right? They, they are. We, uh, we get along very well. Um, but I, I know she, she has her issues as well. Right. You've seen some red flags. It's, I, she she has a lot of uh, um, a lot of family issues. I, I I know that there's there's been a, some some tragedies in her life that she most likely could benefit from talking with someone about them. Right, so. that's what I mean. Like nobody has like really low self esteem and all that stuff that you've talked about with her. You know, without having stuff that has happened to them that they wouldn't like you said benefit so you Mm -hmm. know I mean to me I don't think it's bad to tell someone they should be seeing a therapist because I think everybody should see a therapist like everybody right like Mm -hmm. everybody could use it at some at different points in their life not saying people need therapy for the rest of their life you if you didn't want to be in a relationship right now I would say you don't even need to be in therapy just go keep doing what you're doing you know but because you're like met this girl that you actually really like right and mm-hmm. you feel this itch that caused you a relationship in the past and you don't you know that it's something that's like not right and you were otherwise a monogamous person but you don't know that you can be and you're afraid that you won't be you know you should get to see it you should see a therapist to help you with that but like i wouldn't say that you need one if you weren't in a relationship but in order to not sabotage this one because you're on shaky grounds you should and 
for her, if she still has leftover stuff from really hardcore things that happened to her, what's wrong with her seeing somebody, you know? So mm-hmm. I think therapy is great and most people could benefit from it. And I, I think it's so sad that it still gets like a bad rap with a lot of people and it seems like such a thing. But I don't know. To me, I think like if you're alive and you're a human being, you're flawed. That's what it's about. You know, nobody's <laughs> fucking perfect. So why wouldn't yep. you need one at some point? Like that's what being a human being is about. We come here, we have fucking problems. We become better people and then we die. And, you know, if you want to become a better person, which is usually what you're supposed to do while you're alive, that's what it's the fucking point. Then you're going to need some help because it's like you can't sometimes you need help. Therapists Mm -hmm. could be really helpful if you're if you're with the right person, you know. So Mm -hmm. you go get yourself the help and help that relationship. I just think she needs it, too, because I think you could do everything you could do from not sabotaging. But with her issues that she has and her low self-esteem, she's probably capable of sabotaging, too. You know, and that's Mm -hmm. what you guys have to be worried about. And especially since you really like her. You know, it's hard for all the stars to align, right? You've fucked how many girls and met how many people, you know, and this is the first one that you met that you really like, that you really get along with. So it's worth it to try to stop yourself from sabotaging and, you know, she should do the same. Somehow you have to get her into therapy without saying that to her. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what I'm saying? It makes sense. Yeah, it definitely makes sense. So I'm curious. Let's count the months. Okay, we're in August, September, August, September, October, November, December, January. So right around my end of the year, listen, if anything happens before that, any kind of sabotage that's going on on her or anything that I've predicted that comes true, let me know. If not, we need to touch base in December when I do my end of the year thing and I want to see where you guys are at. Okay. But good luck with all that. Good luck with her. Well, thank I mean, you. it's good, you know, and just go get yourself a, a good therapist and keep me posted. Will do. And I hope I'm wrong. And by the way, I'm like, it's 50-50. Sometimes I'm right, sometimes I'm wrong. So it's like, <laughs> you never know. <laughs> All right, Jake, um, thanks. You, you, you couldn't have suggested that I start sleeping with uh, people from money. Yeah, I mean, that could have been a good prediction for me. <laughs> I mean, maybe, I don't think you, I mean, well, you want to be, you want the money too? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you could go sleep with whoever you want. I, I just, you know, you want to be in a relationship right now, but I think if you, if you choose not to, you'd be fine as well. So it's, mm-hmm. it's your choice, you know? So keep me posted and thanks so much for calling in. Will do. Thanks, Kathy. All right. Thanks, Jake. Bye. Bye. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.